This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 201. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, this month marks one of the highlights of our lives, but also one of, unfortunately, one of the low points we hit last year in 2016. So a year ago this month, we lost our 13-year-old, which is April, by the way. Uh, we lost our 13-year-old rescue, Molly. She had had a lot of health problems in the last couple of years and had quickly been declining. And um, so we lost her on April 4th, I believe, yeah. of 2016. Now, yeah, we had her since she was a puppy. She we adopted her from a rescue. It was the it was the, it was the Humane Society, but the Rot Rot Shep, uh, it was the Rottweiler rescue that we actually had to interview. We had a brief interview with them just to make sure they want to make sure when you adopt a, a an animal that's um like a like a what do you call them? Uh, a breed that people would fight or with, yeah, yeah, fighting like, uh, Rottweilers, uh, German shepherds, you know, pit bulls, yeah. things like that. But uh, so we had her since she was four pounds, anemic. And when we lost her, she was a pretty big dog. I mean, she was about 70, 70 pounds. pounds and it was a beautiful dog. Very, very kind soul. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when we lost her, we thought, okay, we're just going to let the house settle for a little bit. We were very, we were very much grieving. Very, it was one of the, definitely one of the toughest things we've gone through as a couple yeah, in the 15 years we've been together. Now, we didn't intend to get another pet right away. <laughs> we thought we were just going to let things settle, but and we had the cats. We, we had, had the cats. cats. We still had our uh, cats, Molly. I mean, uh, Jake, Iggy, and Samantha. And um, but we went into the Humane Society just what we said, told ourselves, anyways, as for puppy therapy. No, right? what I told you. <laughs> That's right. She said we need some puppy therapy. We I, need to go to a shelter to play with some puppies. Yeah, they and can- you know, I, I I suspect that I may have had an agenda. Um, whether or not I'll ever admit that to myself or to you, but I, I suspect that I had an agenda there. Um, you know, but you know, well, anyway, so we ended up going in and we, we actually went into a couple of shelters, but we landed on the, um, San Antonio Pets Alive, which is close to our downtown zoo. And we had played with several puppies before that, but then we found the cutest little retriever mix uh, Cosmo. Well, that wasn't his name. What was his name? What was his was it name? Pepsi? Yes, Pepsi. It was Pepsi. <laughs> it was Pepsi. <laughs> and uh, we once we found him, we took him out to to kind of check check on his temperament and see how he played with other puppies and stuff. We knew he he had to come home with us. Mm-hmm. So we talked to the adoption agency uh, there about some of his health. They found him. He was actually a parvo survivor. They found him on the street with his sister. And he was very sick. He had ringworm. And um, his his intake photo just breaks my heart every time I see it because he just looks so sick. But uh, he was on the mend and definitely adoptable. They had fixed him for us, given him his vaccines. He was microchipped. And we knew we were not leaving without um, him. Yeah, I guess we were out. We were there for, what, about two hours total? 
Yeah. 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 Before we walked out with a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, headed to PetSmart. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we started. The spoiling commenced oh, at yeah. that point. Now, in this episode of our podcast, in honor of our rescue family, we are going to discuss the benefits of adopting over shopping, which is something Larissa and I strongly support. And we know a lot of our listeners do as well. So we may very well be preaching to the choir. But we thought it was important enough to talk about this forum, about it in this forum, because a lot of people just don't know. They don't realize what some of the benefits are. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it's nice to do that. But there are really some good reasons to adopt before you shop. And then we also wanted to throw in some bonus, since we have for rescue animals, some tips for uh, to consider when you're adopting a new member of your family. Right, right. And total, total props to Vicki um, for doing this outline. I, you know, I normally do the outlines for a Vegetarian Zen. And when we were doing a Productivity Power Up, uh, Vicki handled those outlines. But I, uh, I kind of overbooked myself this week with <laughs> editing okay. jobs. And I've been working, what, I think I worked about 10 hours yesterday. It was Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, and it's been like that every day this past week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking oh, up no my problem. Slack. And this was a great uh, this was uh, this was actually a very fun outline to put together. They're all fun to do. But you do handle most of the putting together yeah. since I work uh, my corporate gig. So uh, okay, so let's just dive into the main topic. Normally, we would have a rating here, but we do not have any new iTunes ratings. So if you haven't left us an iTunes ratings, that is rating, <laughs> rating, that is one of the best things you can do to help support the show. Yeah. It may seem like a little thing, but it does help boost us when I when I Google or not Google a search for vegetarian in iTunes, it's great that we come up either one or two mm-hmm. because that helps people find us when under podcast, under yeah. podcast. Right. Yeah. So uh, that really helps us to keep that spot and helps people find us. Plus it's awesome to read, uh, read reviews when they come in yeah. and, and, you know, know that we're, we're uh, getting out there and, and people are listening and, and we're connecting. And, you know, a lot of times we end up with new friends as a result of, of, just that review and you know connecting online and everything that's right so that is definitely one way you can support us and i do not want to uh forget to give a big shout out to our golden apple round table who are the people who give us a um support the show through a small donation every month which is awesome because that helps to keep the lights on here at Vegetarian Zen, we do incur some costs from podcasting. We've been doing this now for four years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it does cost some money for us to do this. So we greatly appreciate the support. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help to support the show. If you go out to patreon.com forward slash Vegetarian Zen, there will be more details there. Or you can go to our website, vegetarianzen.com, and go to our supporters page. Mm-hmm. All right, so... As we get started here, I want to make sure that folks understand, just as we all, we're always about the Zen here, right? Mm -hmm. Our intent is not to make anyone who has purchased a dog, either from a store or breeder, side of the road thing, um, feel bad. We're not trying to make you feel bad. We simply want to help educate people so that they can have the facts when they make a decision about where to get their new pet. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are some things here that as I was even doing the research, I hadn't really considered, but so this is why we think it's important to share this here. So again, our intent is not to make you feel bad if you have a pure breed, but I just want to share some 
some things and help to educate. Mm-hmm. All right. So looks like uh, we've got a few reasons uh, to five reasons exactly to uh, adopt instead of uh, buy. So the first one is, um, of course, you'll you'll save a life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Despite the fact that a lot of cities are trying to become no kill, uh, have their shelters no kill, they still we we're not there. Right. And we're pretty far from there, as a matter of fact. I was reading about the different types of shelters. So they have, we have here in San Antonio, I think it's our defense league that pretty much is an open take. They'll mm-hmm. take pretty much any animal, mm-hmm. but that means they're also on the list to be euthanized mm-hmm. because right. they can obviously not take every pet. Right. Then you have some limited acceptance. And then really, I, I think it just goes tighter, you mm-hmm. know, from there. Right. Um, there are still almost 3 million adoptable dogs and cats that are euthanized each year. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Mm, this yeah. is this is on the Humane Society site, by the way. Okay. And you know what? It's so funny. I just realized, I looked down, and I just realized I'm wearing my San Antonio yeah. Pets Alive t-shirt. This is making San Antonio no kill. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, totally accidental. It just, yeah. I just pulled it out of the drawer, and it was actually dark when I put it on this morning. <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, Reason number two then is is cost. So you know adoption fees. You're you're still going to pay a fee, and that goes to the shelter. It doesn't go in you know a, somebody's pocket or mm-hmm. to a company you know uh, for profits. It goes to help more animals at the shelter. So you know, but if you think about it, you pay that fee, but that's still that's much lower than if you would buy from a pet store or a breeder. Uh, you know, it because I mean, if you get a, a purebred dog, which you you're not always guaranteed to get unless you get the papers, uh, you're going to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you know. Right. And I think Cosmo uh, cost us a hundred dollars to get him. Uh, it, that's right. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a little over a hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I know that um, adoption that uh, shelters oftentimes when they're trying to find homes for like maybe older dogs or older cats, they'll have a special. So it'll be less than, it'll be like half the cost. Yeah. yeah. The other thing to consider is that in that cost comes the, they've already spayed and neutered, mm-hmm. the, uh, also given them shots. And like I said, in Cosmo's case, he had a microchip mm-hmm. already included in the fee. Right. So those are things that if you adopt a dog or um, you purchase a dog from someone that a lot of times you have to get that on top of the oh, hundreds or yeah. even thousands of dollars that you've paid for that dog. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're, you're looking at just hundreds of dollars alone in the shots and the, the spaying, neutering, uh, whatever. All right. Moving on to reason number three, and this is a big one for me is that you fight puppy mills. You're, you're, and we, you know, we always talk here about how we vote with our dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And, su- and supporting good causes, whether it be food or, you know, uh, anything really, right. products that are cruelty free. Right. So if you buy from a pet store, online seller, flea market, that's another one, yes. or someone on the side of the road, you are more than likely getting a dog from a puppy mill. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of people know what puppy mills are, but essentially, if you don't, puppy mills are essentially factories for breeding dogs. And Mm -hmm. they are treated, a lot of the dogs are treated extremely poorly and have medical or behavioral issues. In a lot of cases, dogs are breeding that shouldn't even be breeding. Mm -hmm. Right after they have 
a litter, a litter. they yeah. are impregnated and have yeah. another litter just yeah. to keep that factory going. So you can imagine there are a lot of very deplorable conditions that these animals are put in and mm -hmm. they've there's been several documentaries so again when you purchase from a store you're essentially supporting that mm -hmm. so you want to make sure if that's something that matters to you that you um don't put your money there <laughs> right exactly so the next reason then uh is whenever you adopt a pet you're helping another pet have a chance at being adopted you know because i mean there's limited space in shelters it's not just unlimited. It's once they're Bring full, they're full. Right. And so, right, you're freeing up a bed. So when you adopt, when you take an animal home, they have an empty uh, space to put another animal in. Yeah. So we've talked about shelters are extremely overcrowded and many have to turn animals away. In fact, when we first found Jake, Jake Ryan, our, our cat, our male cat, mm -hmm. he we weren't sure we had two dogs at the time we weren't sure we we're going to be able to keep a cat we hadn't talked about a cat so mm -hmm. we did try to find him an alternate home including a no-kill shelter mm -hmm. but they were full yeah and all every single completely one. understandable yeah. they were full so mm -hmm. luckily i guess that was a hidden uh sign, sign. for us that yeah. he was supposed to be <laughs> ours <laughs> so then we took him in and we made it work and then we got two more cats on top of that absolutely so. <laughs> All right, so the last reason here, reason number five, and certainly I'm sure there's other reasons, but these are the top five we, we thought of, uh, is you feel the love. Mm -hmm. So as we said, we are the parents to four rescues, and they each have their own personalities. One thing that they all have in common, though, is their sense of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I always feel the you love. You can feel it. Yeah, you yeah. really can. So like Even Jake, with cats. <laughs> oh, Jake, he is probably one of... He is a, the friendliest, the most, oh, I don't know, friendly. Um, well, yeah, friendly. He, outgoing. He'll come, he's outgoing. He's yeah. the extrovert of the cats, that's for sure. And he will come up and just rub his head against you. And, of course, Cosmo loves laying across you. And Samantha does something we call sharking when she wants <laughs> some attention. So when you're sitting down, she'll start to, if she wants some attention, she's very standoffish too, but... If she's really looking for attention, she'll start to circle you <laughs> before finding a good place to jump on you. At a pretty good clip. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't saunter. She She's always oh, on no. her way to somewhere, it seems. Oh, yeah. We call her the project manager because she always looks like she's doing something. <laughs> and then Iggy, who is the youngest of our three cats. She, she's seven. Yeah, yeah, she's the youngest. Eight. She loves playing with her laser toy, and she's going to let you know when she wants to play. She'll start go buy her toy and sometimes oh, yeah. start whining. And she starts yowling. <laughs> but for the most part, she lives under the bed. So. Yeah, she does. You <laughs> hardly ever see her. You just see eyes under the bed <laughs> just to make sure she's okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, as part of this episode, we wanted to make sure to include some tips for helping you to when you adopt a pet, because mm -hmm. these are things that we've learned over our time of adopting together. And I know some other folks, um, have, have, uh, adopted pets out there. So, mm -hmm. or looking for a new pet. So we thought these would be helpful. All right. The first one, research what you are looking for. Now, this is really the first time with Cosmo that we, even though we weren't actually looking mm -hmm. per se, we, we knew, I mean, at that time, we didn't expect to get a new dog at that time, but we had, we knew we were going to get one eventually. And we did start to research which breeds 
might fit in best with our particular situation. Right. You know, and even though it's not guaranteed with the shelter, I mean, you know, the sheltered dogs are Heinz 57 variety. You know, you don't always know everything that's in there. But that's right. sometimes, I mean, it's pretty obvious <laughs> that there's... Heinz 57. I just got that. <laughs> You've never heard that before? No, I've never yeah, heard that. Yeah, that's another uh, another way to call a mutt is Heinz, oh, okay. Heinz 57. All right. Uh, 57 varieties in there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's... Oftentimes, it's pretty obvious, you know, if if it's a tiny little dog that looks like a chihuahua, it's probably mostly chihuahua. Right. If it's a big dog that looks like a shepherd, it's probably mostly shepherd, you know. Well, yeah. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to go in just looking by cuteness. You want to be a little bit educated about some of the breeds, Mm -hmm. um, even though it's, like Larissa said, it's hard to know, but you can ask questions. And we're Mm -hmm. going to get to some of those questions in a second here. Uh, You really should have an idea. Like I said, so, for example, we have three cats. We wanted to avoid dogs that were known for herding mm-hmm. because so collie herding like a collie mix yeah. or something like that because they would drive our cats insane because yeah. he would probably, <laughs> he or she would probably be trying to constantly herd our cats yeah. or dogs who hunt right. that that we wanted to make sure that that would be safe for our cats mm-hmm. right all right so and again the other thing to consider and a lot of people don't do this if you you want to really match the energy level as well. So when you take the dog out to play with it, you can see a little bit of that. Of course, puppies are, tend to be a little more rambunctious, but um, all, the breed can tell you something too, how much right. energy they're going to require. If you have a dog that needs a lot of exercise and you haven't exercised in five years, mm-hmm. you, that's going to be a tough one for you. Because <laughs> yeah. your dog, yes, because then yes, the dog, is. well, then the dog can le- get frustrated and get into destructive mm-hmm. behaviors. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, as we're talking about this, um, uh, there are plenty of resources online. So if you're at the shelter looking at dogs, you can do this research like right there. Mm -hmm. You know, when you take the puppy out to go in the room and play or go out in the little yard and play, you know, kind of watch him, but then kind of do a little bit of this research as you're as you're sitting there with it. I even called a friend. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Because Cosmo was a retriever mix and Mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that he was going to fit in well with our family. So I called one of my friends who had a, a, a lab mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and was asking her some questions about the temperament of her dog. Right, right. And unfortunately, there's no way that you can tell if the dog's going to be a giant farter. But uh, <laughs> ours is. Uh, he just farted next to me. So, yeah. I saw Lar- Larissa adjust in her chair a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, uh, oh, okay. I, I think I'm immune that to it That one hasn't hit me much. yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's on your side of the room, I think. <laughs> All right. The next tip is don't be afraid to ask questions. It doesn't, don't feel like it makes you an insensitive person if you're asking questions of anything. I think it's quite the opposite mm-hmm. that you're being very thoughtful about how that dog is going to fit in with your family because the last thing that you want to have to do is take the dog back yes. because it's not he or she is not fitting into your family yes. that hurts the shelter I, I think there was a return policy for mm-hmm. for Cosmo from a lot of them do have that because they obviously want to make sure the dog is treated uh, right. well but uh, yeah you don't want to have to do that especially poor thing I mean he thinks he found his forever home and then you're having to take him back so I know so you know some questions that you might consider asking are like how did the animal end up at the shelter and uh and and we asked i think we asked probably uh most most of these Mm -hmm. and Uh, this is just a sample i'm gonna have in the show notes we'll have a link that i found uh, that had quite a few good questions Mm -hmm. i mean you can select which ones you think make 
sense to you, but these are some of the ones I think we asked. Right, right. So then um, the next one would be like, has the pet been adopted before? And, you know, if it was adopted in return, then, I mean, why? What reason did they give? Uh, what illnesses or injuries has the pet ha- ha- had? And with Cosmo, it was pretty obvious because he had the big patches of, of fur missing, um, indicative of ringworm. And I asked them point blank, uh, and they said, well, no, he he had ringworm, but he was treated and he's clear. It's just the fur is growing back. Well, uh, come to find out, out <laughs> that was a, that was Sunday Wrong. when we adopted him. I took him to our vet on Wednesday, and he took one look and said, "Whoa!" <laughs> so then we had ten weeks of quarantine and scrubbing hands and Lysol and hand sanitizer and washing bedding twice a day, and it was fun. But uh, you know, I mean, that's. Yeah, and I want to stress too, though, I don't think that would have made a difference in our decision, but Mm -hmm. it's good to be educated, as with the next question, which is, has it been abused? Mm -hmm. Because, again, that can alter a dog's temperament. And if you want to know if it's been abused, you want to be careful if it it would probably be scared of loud noises, of, you know, different things like that. So, And it's not the animal's fault. No, it's not. And again, with the ringworm, I don't think that would have made a lick of difference, but it sure would have been nice before we put him on the bed. And yeah, Yeah, so uh, the other is what vaccines Mm -hmm. has the, uh, your pet had. And then how does the pet react to other animals and children? So as I mentioned, we took Cosmo out at the rescue we had there was a big porch and they had all the puppies in one area and to see him play and just how playful he was he wasn't scared of anybody he was going up to kids adults yeah. other dogs so we and he was little he was eight weeks old mm-hmm. uh, no mm, between eight and 12 weeks but you know that this children uh, this children <laughs> this question i think is especially important if the animal is a little older um, and even the most important if it's an adult you know, so if yeah. you're looking to adopt an older dog, make sure that you find out, um, you know, how it interacts with children. Right. And, and the sad thing animals. is, and uh, you might you a lot of people assume that the dog was just picked up off the street, but it's and this is very sad to me, but it's true that sometimes when people move, they're in divorce mm-hmm. situations, they just surrender the animal. Yeah. So a lot of these are already potty trained; mm-hmm. they're very well. They have very good temperaments. It's just they their families didn't take them for whatever reason, and I can't understand that. But I can't either. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Don't expose. Next tip. Don't expose the animal to other animals immediately. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> well, there's a couple of reasons. First, you want to give your other animals time to adjust. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to feel threatened, like within our situation with the cats. Even when we brought Iggy home, we made sure our youngest cat, we had already Samantha and Jake, we did not want to put her, we read about how to mm-hmm. get her integrated into the home. And what they what we read was leave her in a separate room, let the cats smell her under the door to get used to her before they even see her. Mm-hmm. And we did that for a few days, yeah. um, and then finally they were just. You remember that we yeah. would gate we would gate her off from them, and then finally they were like, "Okay, okay, let us see her." You right? Know? <laughs> they yeah. jumped the gate, and but it was and, on their time. Yeah, so. it was on their time. And That's then we paid right. attention and made sure they didn't, you know, pick on her. Or, yeah. Um, so for behavioral reasons, that's the first one. And you, you know, like I said, with Cosmo, he was still a puppy. He was. Mm-hmm. They were bigger than him, I think, at the time <laughs> yeah. when we brought we brought him home. But they Not can anymore. still feel threatened. Yeah. Yeah. And then also for health reasons. So as we just mentioned, Cosmo had ringworm and mm-hmm. we did not know it. Mm-hmm. And we thought he was 
cured. Right. But uh, he could, until you get him thoroughly checked out, which is our next tip, is taking your pet to the vet ASAP, as Larissa mentioned. We got him the first appointment. We adopted him on a Sunday, and by Wednesday we had his appointment to go. And I'm glad we did, because he was exposed limited to the other animals and... Uh, and we didn't let we don't didn't let him roam all over the house. No, and then after we found out that the ringworm was still very active, I don't think he touched the floor for ten weeks. Yeah, I mean I carried that dog everywhere, and he was twelve pounds when we got him, and then by ten weeks later he was close to twenty pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tell you, I got muscles now. I think <laughs> from that dog. Of course, now I can't pick him up, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, we were very very careful once we realized that that was the case because cats can contract ringworm too, of course, from other pets. And uh, so we were very, very, very careful and over cautious and, and uh, Lysol in every room, hand Lysol sanitizer. all the time. Mm-hmm. I was Lysoling the floors. I was Lysoling the furniture. I even Lysoled myself. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. All right. The next tip here is to consider behavioral training. If you are adopting a dog, I think this is really important uh, we sent, we signed Cosmo up for puppy kindergarten. We didn't complete it completely because there were, I think there was a couple of weeks, one week you were sick mm-hmm. or something, but yeah. we were taking him every, every week. Mm-hmm. And it's really good because I think it does, it, it makes a difference in how they respond to you mm-hmm. as their handler is mm-hmm. how they call it in training. But, uh, and you also can see how he responds to other animals right because there's a room full of animals so i think that's important too yeah all right and then the last tip is um don't rule out senior pets you know and we we got a puppy because of the cats uh we just thought it would be easier to do it that way Mm -hmm. but if we hadn't had the cats i would have been very open to adopting a dog that was already an adult or a senior, definitely, you know, and as hard as it it would be, especially just having lost Molly, um, to think about, you know, we may only have this dog for two years or three years, you know, it just, it would make me sad. It makes me sad to think of all the dogs and cats that are there and nobody wants them because they're older. That's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because we did want a dog that was small that would grow up with the cats mm-hmm. to that make they sure could tell who's boss, right? That they <laughs> the would cats, have a chance yeah. to put him in his place. Yeah. And <laughs> he was a yeah, that's happened. Oh, you know what? And that's another good point. In the puppy kindergarten, we were able to ask the trainer mm-hmm. about how to do how to mm-hmm. integrate him with the cats, and um, we got some good tips for that too, which mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah, you know, and one thing to mention too is. Uh, don't don't trust them. And I, I say that in the best way possible. Um because animals don't trust are you. animals. Oh, You're, oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I, you just you really just can't. And I, I say that in the, the nicest, best, most positive way possible. But uh having been through a horrible accident ourselves with um two of our pets, we don't want to see that happen again. And so, you know, we over time, because it's been a year since we've had Cosmo, over time, we've gotten a little more lax with um, him and Jake, especially because they, Jake wants to get along with him, um, but then he gets kind of, you know, hissy yeah. about it. Uh, but we've kind of loosened up a little bit, but for the longest time, 
it, there was absolutely no interaction unless we were both right there. Yeah, even when I'm in the shower, Larissa went to go get some breakfast and I was in the shower this morning and I made sure I knew where Cosmo was. You just don't know. They are, and that's a good point. Yeah, you, and we don't leave them in the house together when we're gone. Um, when I leave or when we leave, Cosmo does stay out in the house now. He's earned that privilege. But the cats have their own room. And so... If we're going to be gone, the cats go in their room, you know, for the couple hours or whatever that we're gone and Cosmo has the house. And by the way, cats can be trained. So we train them mm-hmm. to go into their room when we're leaving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or at night because, yeah. again, we don't. Well, they mainly at night because they jump on us and scare uh-huh. me senseless. <laughs> <laughs> but they've done that. And especially when I have to get up yeah. early and go to work, that's not uh, a good way to be <laughs> up. We've tried. Yeah. I've even made a case for them, but no, it, no, they kind of blew it. But I'm the one who gets up and puts them away when they, when they start doing that because I don't want them to wake you up. So yeah. I said, no more. <laughs> All right, uh, are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. All right. So the recipe this week is homemade carrot, date, and oatmeal vegan dog treats. Now, I would like to say that we can vouch for these being tasty, but I have no idea. (laughs) Sounds good. You know, but a lot of these, it's funny, when I was looking up homemade vegan dog treats, a lot of these people eat. I I don't know. I'm sure it probably would would just be a little bit bland. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm sure it's just something. I think when I was a kid, I remember me daring my brother to eat a dog biscuit. And of Uh course, the dog biscuits we had back then were probably very nasty. Yeah, milk. <laughs> and I just remember him throwing up. So I just oh. have this. <laughs> My mom to it ate now. one one time just to freak us out. <laughs> <laughs> Worked. So uh, the recipe is at pita.org, and we will have a link for you in the show notes. Awesome. Okay, you want to take the quote oh, this week, sure. or you want me to? All right, you take it. So the quote is um, Anatole France, who said, until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Yes. That is very true. Yes. And now we've got four little soul parts running around. You know, and as as bad of it, if you have a terrible day, the pets can just make it all go away, can't Mm -hmm. they? I mean, it's just amazing. When Cosmo meets me at the door, remember when I came home the other day and I opened the door, the garage door, and Cosmo was just laying there looking Mm -hmm. at me. He was like waiting for me. Well, Molly used to do that. And Uh I would tell her, mommy's coming home and she would go wait at the back door. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, he didn't get it. I, you know, I would say, mommy's coming home, mommy's home. But now he's starting to. So he's starting to kind of, yeah, he's gravitate towards the door. Molly actually used to go grab a toy every time I would say, oh, Mommy's yeah, coming home, right. she would go she, get a toy. She'd wait with me. And she would wait <laughs> at the back with door toy. with a toy. Awesome. But yeah, he hasn't gotten that far yet. Okay, so we have a couple of things that we want to talk about, or a couple of organizations to, to promote this week. And that is one of our favorite organizations that's been around for 30 years. It's the nation's largest no kill sanctuary. Located now in Utah, California, and Georgia. I didn't know that. And that is bestfriends.org. This is a great uh, company. Is it Best Friends Animal Society or so, the full name of it? I think. It's Best Friends Animal S- uh, Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. Something, I think like, it's something that. like that. Uh, but this organization first caught my attention when I heard of them rescuing the Michael Vick mm-hmm. dogs, the fighting dogs. And since then I've seen them, I've heard of them at different natural disasters where a lot mm-hmm. of pets are uh, separated from their homes and uh, just a great company. We've given to them almost every year. And they take any kind of animal. I mean, oh, yeah. they're, they're, their place in Utah is their kind of flagship, their main uh, sanctuary. And they have, 
they have everything. I mean, they have horses and rabbits and, uh, you know, other small animals and probably reptiles mm-hmm. and, you know, of course, dogs and cats. And they've got just everything, yeah. you know, any, any animal that needs help, they will take care of. Yeah. And the other organization we want to talk about is the Gentle Barn, which is at gentlebarn.org. And again, I will have both of these links in the show notes. Now, this was founded in 1999 in San Fernando Valley, California. The name of the owner is Ellie Lack, I believe, the Lacks, founder. Lacks. Uh, Lacks. Sorry, yeah. Ellie. <laughs> Ellie Lacks. And Larissa read her book, mm-hmm. which was a very inspirational uh-huh. book. Yeah. So, again, this is another organization that we have given to in the past. Very great uh, animal. I think Ellen is associated. Ellen DeGeneres, yeah, she's, yeah. she adopted uh-huh. some. Ellen and Portia Rossi yeah. um, have sponsored uh, cows or pigs or both mm-hmm. out at uh, I think their so. sanctuary in California. Yeah. We've also, this isn't, the, isn't this the organization where we sponsored our turkey yep. for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, we did Farm Sanctuary. Oh, was it Farm Sanctuary? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Farm Sanctuary. Which yeah. is another great one. Just spread the love. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not in the in uh, looking for an addition to your family right now, but you still would like to help to support rescue animals, consider donating to one of these organizations. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then locally, you know, of course, you can always take. They'll always take. Um, linens and you know bedding and towels and things like that to to help them out and donations of food and. That's a great point. You don't want to forget about your local humane society right. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, the question this week, do you have any rescue pets? If so, tell us your story and any tips and lessons that you've learned from adopting, I'm sure. And pictures and pictures. Oh, yeah, don't forget the pictures. Where can they leave those? You can go to our site at vegetarianzen.com and you can leave us a comment in the show notes area. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen or... Drum roll. <laughs> you can join our closed Facebook group, the Peas and Carrots Society. What up? What up? Peas and no, Carrots. What up, Peas and Carrots? Hey, I did good. <laughs> that was actually, that was kind of good. Thanks. Because la- considering last week, I think you said, what's up, Peas what's and Carrots? Up? <laughs> was it last week you did that? Uh, maybe, no. probably. Uh, probably done that multiple times. <laughs> what's up, Peas and Carrots? So this is our closed Facebook group of about 11 to 1200 folks uh, that... Uh, so if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you will be hit up with a request to join and Larissa will go check you out and make sure you're not a spammer and that you are legit. I mean, at least as legit as you can be. <laughs> not some shell account. Yeah. Um, we'll thing. make sure that you are too legit to quit. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did it. <laughs> I went there. Well, this group is... Uh, awesome group of really chilled out some hard some hard vegans and then some uh vegetarians and and people all in between from uh-huh. people who still even eat meat and when i say hard vegans i just mean strict vegan right, strict right. vegan diets not mean not mean just strict <laughs> vegan just diets uh, to everything in between so uh but very helpful very chilled out very non-judgmental as we always are here at vegetarian zen it's all about the zen baby (laughs) so um feel free to uh, join that group and if you have any questions about living a more plant-based life there are a lot of very knowledgeable folks in there some have been vegetarians for upwards of 20 years Mm -hmm. vegetarians vegans upwards of 20 years that can give you some tips for not just cooking 
but how to deal with some complicated social situations you might be faced with. So lots of things there. And as we said, lots of cute animal pictures in there as well. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.